This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, we do a bit of preamble before we get about the th- talk about the things we're going to talk about this week. There's a time code below if you do want to jump ahead or just just listen, just listen, just for once <laughs> in your goddamn life. Just take the time <laughs> to listen. Cruella Deville, Cruella Deville, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Something, something, I don't remember the rest of the song. Is that from really the 101 would... Dalmatians, the book, the cartoon, the remake, or the reboot? There's so many versions. No, that one is from the first Disney 1961 film. Oh, I've never Correct. seen it. Haven't you? No, I haven't seen a lot of those older Disney movies. Oh, I've seen all of them. I've seen every single bloody one. I've seen them multiple times. You used to rent them from the video shop every holidays when my parents also rented a video player. <laughs> Was that before or after you escaped the Titanic because you're so old? Haha, <laughs> gotcha. Hey, we've got some podcasts up top we've got to talk about that you were on specifically. We do, but before we do that, we should introduce the show. Oh, yeah, 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 Good yeah, yeah. God. And then I have an anecdote about Titanic that I loved as well. My name is Claire. James is here also. We are married and we recommend you things. And one of the things I did want to recommend, other than our friend's podcast, which is coming up too, we watched the new season of uh, Love on the Spectrum. Yes. Which is the best thing. And you me- mentioned the film Titanic and there's a beautiful bo- like man called Michael on there who <laughs> said in all seriousness that he watched the Titanic and couldn't didn't like it because it was too upsetting. It's a pretty upsetting movie. We've yes. talked about it. It gets a lot of play on this podcast, the movie Titanic. It does. And I just, anyway, I love that guy so much as a human being. I just think he's so fascinating and funny and mm. great. And his family are so great too. Yeah, oh, what a they, cool dude. That's a great show. It's such a good show. We'll and probably talk about that. You've already talked about it. I've already it, talked yeah. about it, but we should talk about it on, on a yeah. different show. Anyway, so worth it. The second season is out now on ABC iView. Okay, yes, but before we start, Two what were you going to say? Uh, yep. One of them, one is we talked about A Quiet Place on the Weekly Planet, my more successful podcast mm. earlier this week, it was, but you came on to guest. So I So people did. might already know that, but that's great. But what they might not know about is you were also on another podcast. <laughs> it was, not my own. That's right. And not even this not one. Not this one, no. It's called uh, Whatever, Whatever. Moments, no, of <laughs> that's moments of clarity. Sorry, Mason just messaged me. So that's why I said whatever because, yeah, because he's coming over and we're going to record some stuff. Oh, gosh. Do you want me to talk stuff. about this podcast sure, yeah, while yeah, you're right. checking your phone? Yeah. Like the terrible human you might know, poor James has been uh, taken on the load for lots of reasons that we will talk about in a minute. But first up, yes. our beautiful friend Matt hosts a show called Moments of Clarity mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful and he interviews really interesting people and experts about – I guess their lives and their approach to life and what they think about their particular field of expertise. And there's always a moment of clarity That's in right. each episode. And it's it's often looking at culture and life and the planet that we're living on currently. And he interviewed me and the episode was on empathy and vulnerability and creativity. Gross. <laughs> All the things I love to talk about. Uh, yeah, and he was really 
really um, great interviewer really and insightful. Yeah. yeah, and he's also a teacher that, and we just think he's top. So yeah. if you're looking for a podcast episode, I'm, I'm, I'm on the latest one. And That's you're right. coming up on one too. I am upcoming. I thought it was on Sunday, but he didn't release one, so I might be on the following Correct. Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll let everyone know when I'm when I am on it. But yeah, we talk about uh, beer and uh, boobs. Beer and the boys and the boobs. <laughs> That's right. I actually talked about the, the boobs on the Weekly Planet. Very good. I certainly did, in particular, breastfeeding. You do, in I relation did. to the quiet And quiet you said place. the word colostrum, which I feel like might have been the first time you'd ever said colostrum on I'm the Weekly Planet. it all the Planet. time. Look at this colostrum <laughs> tattoo I have on my chest. <laughs> that is one of the weirdest things. If no one knows what colostrum is, it's like this sugary substance that comes out of your boobs when you first have a baby. That apparently is super important and all the midwives go wild for and sometimes you have to syringe it off They're the out the back just doing lines of it. <laughs> Do you know what? They talk about it so much, they bloody are. I bet they are. They're you know what? Just they like, they work so hard, they, they bloody deserve it. You know what I mean? These healthcare workers, they're out there. <laughs> they bloody they deserve do. It. Cut, them, cut them some slack. And look, just as a side note, in case you probably don't know, well, maybe you do if you live in Melbourne and if you can say, we're in lockdown again. Uh, uh, and we've been in lockdown for almost a week and it just got announced today that we're in for another week and just quietly i think it's not it's going to be even longer than that just quietly just quietly or not so quietly how are you feeling about it jim jam i'm just resigned to it i'm resigned to doing everything because you threw your fucking back out oh my god the (laughs) night that it was announced the night that it was announced like my buddy was like enough no one can do anymore you can't and just like completely (laughs) packed itself in and I, I couldn't move and yeah. I couldn't get up to like get to the baby because you have to bend down in awkward angles with the cot and holding. Turns out having babies really bad for your back. Turns and out. And core stability. Anyway, and uh, I may have also gone super hard at the gym in that morning to like, you know, get out all my frustration about missing my beautiful friend's wedding. Yeah, you're supposed, supposed to, to go up north, go to a wedding, no, but now yeah. you're going to have to stay here. I'm supposed to be a bridesmaid next weekend and instead I'm going to be sitting at home with this dude over here. And by that she means watching me do everything because she literally can't do anything at the moment. <laughs> I can now. I'm getting better. I've been doing lots of physio and osteo and and chiro, myro, well, myotherapist, whatever's. Mm. I've been trying. I've been what? But yeah, before James. You know what you're been, not doing though? What? Going to that wedding. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> it was, there was a sunset cruise hens night there was a beautiful dress and beautiful heels there was like a makeup artist and hair there was my beautiful friend of 20 years Mm. and actually i just i wrote about this in my newsletter taunts this week and it's very self-indulgent but i decided to just sit down and write about how sad i feel about it and I agree. also, I do think, and I know we need to get on to things, but I just wanted to say this one There'll thing. There'll be a time code, probably. <laughs> right. This is something I said in my newsletter, and I really stand by it, that everyone has a story through this pandemic and a yes. backdrop, right? And often, and I include myself in this, when things like the fact that I can't get to my you know, best friend's wedding is like a very tiny thing on the scale of huge things that people are going through, you know, with funerals and deaths and sickness and lost jobs and inability to support family and, you know, home situations, all kinds of difficult stuff. Mm. But I think whatever you've lost over the last year and a half, it's okay to feel the pain of it and accept it and be kind to yourself about it. Even if it's just that you're coping with the fact that we're living in a pandemic and that's all you've had to cope with. That's not all. It's huge. And so just feeling how you feel and accepting it and looking after that 
pain and looking after yourself rather than saying, well, everybody's, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. And yes, you are, but you're also allowed to feel a bit shit if a shit thing has happened to you, which I think is pretty much the entire globe. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Slash it, last year. <laughs> slash whatever slash, bloody how long it's been yeah, now. Slash the upcoming yeah. year. Okay. I'm done let's now. Let's get into it. Let's, let's do it. What are we talking about? What's the first thing we'll talk about together, Claire? Oh, we're going to talk about uh, Cruella de Vil, yes. as I sang at the top up. That's why I sang about her at the top. Yes. Uh, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Because I have many feelings. Well, I can I can give you the uh, the story credits and such because it's uh, it's directed by Craig Gillespie. It's a story mm. by Aileen Baroche McKenna, Kelly Marcel, and Steve. Zizis. Mm. Uh, it stars, among others, uh, the two leads, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Both are, both like the two best Emmas, yes. I'll say. Now, a lot of people might have written off this movie already because there is a scene that's been going viral where you see uh, Corella, Corella, Corellum Deville. You can't say Corella, spoiler alert. You keep saying Corella, which is a parrot that keeps like flying over our house. That's correct. Uh, but her, her mother gets killed by three Dalmatians. And it's... Ridiculous. Yeah. And look, yeah, and it's also ridiculous in like the context of the I've been movie. trying to be a kid's film. Well, I mean that's that and like it's part. pretty funny. And I think it's supposed <laughs> to be funny, but even if it isn't, if it's not meant to be funny, it's still very funny. Um, <laughs> but I don't think you should write off the movie uh, as like another Disney remake, reboot, live action, gritty retelling, whatever, because I think it's a it's a cut above a bunch of the others. And even though it is in this weird ground, as you mentioned, between like it's not a kid's movie and it's not like Joker. There's like somewhere It's like in a tween that. movie. Yeah. It's almost like a Twilight-esque kind of film. Yeah. It's nothing like Twilight. No. I just mean that it's for that kind of audience. Maybe, I yeah. Feel. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah the, okay, one thing I will say, because I went and did a little research into the um, Cruella as a – Cruella DeVille as a character. I think it's Cronulla Riots. All right, here he goes. Uh, so can I uh, – I thought this was really interesting. So obviously there's been so many, as you said, different depictions of this, but the first was done by the British playwright and children's novelist Dodie Smith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she was in a 1956 children's novel, The 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yes. Um, and then obviously the, there was two Disney animated films um, and two live action as well of 101 yeah. Dalmatians, which I thought was quite interesting, one of which is played by Glenn Close. Well, I believe he's a producer on this new one. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And look, that Glenn Close film, I don't know if – have you seen it? I haven't seen I loved it. it. Yeah. I actually really loved it. And what well, I found, people like it, right? Yeah, they do really love it. And I love the cartoon as well. And that I- iconic theme song um, is from the first 1961 like animated Corrado film. Corrado de Ville. That one. And, but it's, it's, be, it's, it's become a part of the culture. You're so annoying. Anyway, but what I found really interesting, I read a really interesting article um, from the New York Times called The Surprising Evolution of De Cruella de Vil by Sarah Barr. And one thing she pointed out, which I totally agreed with, was that interestingly, other than obviously the skinning puppies for a fur coat <laughs> vibe, um, Cruella started off as kind of like a spoilt heiress in a way. And she was she had a husband and a cat and, you know, wasn't particularly likable. 
But through the years, she's become a much more of a feminist fantasy, which is quite nice, interesting yeah. because she's unmarried and childless by choice. And this is in the 1960s, to be fair as yeah, well. Yeah. She's independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. She has two henchmen at her beck and call that she just like tells what to do all the time. And she's unwilling to let anyone or anything stand in her way. So yeah, a far cry from the depiction of typical mid-century housewives. And also her wardrobe is killer. So I think – and Glenn Close kind of took that even further because she plays um, Cruella as quite sexy, deranged, like completely deranged, but Mm. this really kind of fashionista, um, bright red lipstick, winged shoulder pads and cigarette holder, you know, knee-high boots or thigh-high boots really, Mm. and big voluminous fur coats. Obviously not a fan of the fur coat. However, it's that kind of ruthless fashion designer that – I feel is almost embodied in like a Devil Wears Prada. Totally, yeah. And this is this. If you like that, you probably like this actually. Yeah, you yeah. said that to me too. This film kind of walks that line. It's it's wonderful. Mm. And um, Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada definitely has like a kind of Cruella de Vil vibe. But this is obviously a much more heightened, fanta- fantastical world. Yeah. But that story arc. Uh, I think makes her even more likable. And Emma Stone brings something really new to the character of her kind of origin story as an orphan. Yeah. And so you automatically start to see a girl who's had a lot of trauma and Mm. what that can do to her. And obviously there's some very dark themes around kind of Emma Thompson's character. Are we doing spoilers? What are we doing? Uh, Yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, Yeah. so Emma Thompson's character. There'll be um, time codes if you want to. Oh, great. Exactly. So Emma. Do you want to jump straight to that or do you – Oh no no you go next. What do we? Do you want to go from the start? Well, uh, well, I just meant like, do we want to save the spoilers till the end? Yeah, let's do and it. And then we can just put that in, and then uh-huh. people, yeah, yeah. All all I was going to say is like, I'm not really a fashion person, but I enjoyed the fashion in this because there's kind of like she does a lot of like fashion bomb kind of things where she'll like crash an event and be like, look at this fashion, and then she'll like run off or whatever. This uh, and what Emma Thompson's uh, Emma, sorry, Emma Stone, <laughs> Emma Stone's uh. <laughs> Uh, char- character does and it's fun like it's fun the way that she's kind of this Banksy underground kind of like fat they're, they're these kind of fashion rivals going up against each other and they're both very devious like in yeah. their own ways and she hasn't fully taken that kind of evil turn that you see you know in the in the later movies totally and, and, yeah. and whatever and also the, I think the side characters are really well fleshed yes, out they're great if you know anything about the cartoons or whatever which I don't there's a lot of people who in this who then later appear in that and you kind of see the origins of that which I'm generally not really a fan of but maybe because I'm not I haven't seen the other ones, so I'm not. I've got no expectations yeah. of where anybody needs. I really to liked be. the henchmen yeah. characters in this. They're fun. Yeah, they're really fun, and you see them from little kids kind of growing into these two guys who are actually quite funny, you know, and dry witted. Mm. And I also think that the character I really loved was um, the guy who's kind of androgynous. Yes. Yeah, and he runs like a fashion store and they clearly kind of meet their match, which I find really interesting. So Emma Stone meets that character and immediately they recognise in each other people who are kind of experts in fashion and in the history of fashion and their kind of banter is really wonderful there's also this incredible scene where emma thompson and emma stone are sitting on a couch and it's kind of the first time that um you emma thompson's character kind of sees her rival in the flesh and she's in this incredible red dress you know Mm. that trick where she comes in in a white dress in the trailer yeah. yeah seen in the trailer and it's amazing but the scene afterwards where they're talking and they're sitting on a couch and it's clear that they're intellectual equals yes and and also have zero are a little both a little unhinged and have zero kind of um 
what's the what am I looking for? Zero fucks given. Yeah, basically, they don't care what anyone thinks about them, mm. and that's what I think I mean by that kind of like feminist sort yeah. of fantasy because they're completely in charge of what they're doing, of their company and their art, and they're unashamedly so driven by that passion. And I think so often women are taught to not do that, to to downplay their talents, to take second fiddle, to keep the peace, to keep everybody Mm. happy. And it's the same with Anna Wintour, who is obviously a real-life character and who The Devil Wears Prada is based on. There's a real directness about her and she's absolutely at the height of her game in the fashion world and backs everything up that she, you know, does with like incredible talent, but she doesn't suffer fools. Yeah. And there's something just so wonderful about seeing someone do that also in like killer heels. (laughs) And they work that into like the start of the the character where she's kind of coming up as Cruella. Cruella, Cruella. <laughs> yeah, you do see that where people are kind of stepping on her, putting her down, like not really interested. Can you in what just she has be nice? Say. Can yeah, you just it, be not yeah. yourself? Even her mother's like, you know, you need to be, which is, you know, yeah, be nice. But yeah, you can see why. Like, I think the ca- character evolution feels, you know, very real over the two and a half hours that this movie goes for for some reason. It's super long, <laughs> very isn't it? Long, Though yeah. I, I didn't really feel it to be honest. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I think because the visuals are so spectacular, and yeah, so I could watch Emma Thompson in anything, mm. and this is so brilliant. I think the first half of the film, you just you know who she is, but you don't kind of care because she's so brilliant. And then she starts to kind of fall off the wagon toward like the second half of the film. She becomes increasingly. You're talking about Emma Thompson or Emma Stone? Emma Thompson. Yeah. Increasingly unhinged. Well, they both kind of do. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I think Emma Thompson's character, Mm. for obvious reasons, becomes much less likable. There's something about her at the beginning that you just think she's at the top of her game and this is brilliant. there's still something endearing about her at the end because, you know, because she's just chewing scenery the whole time. In a good way. Yeah. Do you want to do your spoilers though? Um. Yeah, or just that Emma Thompson's character ends up being the mother of Emma Stone, yes. of Cruella, um, and she's a complete serial killer basically yeah, and has zero empathy, which is why I don't think it's a kid's movie at all. No. Um, I just think the themes are too dark. Yeah. I couldn't show that to our five or six-year-old. I don't think you'd like it anyway. No, you wouldn't, but I wouldn't show it to him yeah. even if he did was into fashion. I just think it's not appropriate. Yeah. What do you think? No, definitely not. No. Uh, it's but yeah, I think it is. It might be PG thirteen. I might. It's I might quite be scary. Yeah, yeah, it is PG thirteen. It's the first one of the the um, films in the franchise that is PG thirteen. Yeah. I think it could border on uh, higher rating than that. Nah, it's pretty scary. Nah, she tries to burn her alive. Yeah, that's all right. They do that <laughs> shit in cartoons all the time. Uh, right. Bambi's mum, whatever you know, all that. Uh, one thing that I that I didn't like. There's a lot of like CGI dogs in this, which I just don't look very good. It's like a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. Yeah, did just they, get really? real dogs. And I understand there's bits that you know you you can't, but there's you know just train some dogs. And I know that's hard, but so CGI. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say true. though, like if you're kind of on the fence about this, maybe don't pay thirty dollars on Disney Plus for it. You know what I mean? Like I watched it because I wanted something to talk about kind of with you and I thought that, you know, it was something we could watch together and, and you might like. But I ended up enjoying it a lot more than I than I genu- than I thought I would. I thought I was just going to, like, yeah, whatever. So you put it – because I bloody love – you knew I would like it too. I, I, had a, I had an inkling. I'd heard it was, like, getting better reviews than what it looked. Yeah, but because I, um, I would not have watched it. If yeah. you hadn't suggested it, I wouldn't have watched it because mm. I thought, I don't know, it just doesn't – I didn't even though I've enjoyed the past – 101 Dalmatian yeah. kind of iterations, I just sort of thought, oh, this looks kind of like a weird origin story, mm. a bit like Maleficent. 
that kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, I didn't like Maleficent. Uh, I haven't seen the sequel. No, too, I haven't either. Too Maleficent. Yeah, but, I think um, because I, I think part of it was I couldn't see how you would like her as a character, like why you would care about her origin story or something. I don't know quite know why. I think this movie will struggle if they keep making them to work it into the character that she becomes, the dog killer. Yeah. So I think, though it's not hasn't done super well and Disney are kind of cagey about numbers for whatever, how, you know, how much money it makes, mm. I don't think it there it would be in a rush to make a sequel to this unless mm. it kind of picks up a bit of traction and more of a kind of a cult following. But I think it might it would be lesser returns with a movie like this. Mm. I think it kind of works better on its own and you kind of fill in the blanks yourself between this and the Glenn Close version. Yeah, yeah totally. I think the Glenn Close version is much more fun. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and just it's just a, brilliant. And it's a, but this is also fun. Like it's this – it's Oh, fun it, it definitely yeah. is. I loved – and I mean the fashion and the way – the the, the – there's a lot of themes in it that are wonderful, one of which obviously is to be yourself and embrace your individuality and, you know, um, and the other is that theme of creativity, which I think is so cool mm. and just how clever and interesting she is and how much work she puts into that kind of artistry of fashion that I think is so cool and how what she does is so different and edgy and yeah. that's really a big statement too about how great it is to be different and how great it is to try new things and you got to believe in yourself and stand up for yourself and, and all of those sorts of things. And there is some really touching moments in it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think if you like, yeah, if you're a fan of 101 Dalmatians or Disney classics, this is better than most. I reckon it's way better than Lion King. It's probably, it's better than Aladdin. I didn't hate Aladdin. The remakes I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, Cinderella was a really good remake. Cinderella's really still my favourite. I yeah. think so too, mm. but I've really enjoyed this. I think if you like The Devil Wears Prada, you'll also yep. like this. And if you just like Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, it's a treat actually. You're in for a treat. How much fun does it look to play those two characters it does look fun, in this yeah. movie? You it played just, an evil witch and I a, did. <laughs> an evil stepmother in a play. I did him um, Into the Woods, Stephen Sondheim's. Yeah. Uh, I think it is Stephen. Yeah, Sondheim's Into the Woods. I think you're thinking of Stephen Spielberg. Uh, yeah, here he goes. I always get those dudes confused no um yeah it's and i loved it it's, i had big hair and big eyelashes and all the things it was good it was fun yeah and i still just, haven't watched the um the the movie version because oh. i really enjoyed yours but i i like james corden's in it who we might be talking about we're talking about the friends yeah what well, in the version i did no no yeah. in the movie version <laughs> yeah uh obvi- well, obviously claire no, I, no I, I can't believe that just went over my head no no i was talking no i know james corden wasn't in your one um <laughs> I know. I think you're getting a cold spoiler spoiler alert. A what, sorry? You might be getting a cold. Maybe I am. Oh, no. I'll be all right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bing bong, bing bong. It's time for an ad. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. 
They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data on to other big tech companies or advertisers to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity. I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, the list of people you've messaged, sites you've visited and videos you've watched gets tracked by tech giants who can then sell your information for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on your device and woo, you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash suggestible. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash suggestible to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash suggestible right now to learn more. Okay, on with the show. Uh, listen, Claire, listen. Do you want I'm to talk about the Friends reunion? Oh, did you God. write it down? I didn't, no, but I do. I have many feelings. Uh, do you? Uh, do you want to talk about it? Let's do it. Okay. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, what? I didn't watch it. seen it. All right, okay. So Everything if- around – you know what my problem with this? Here we go. Oh, here he's, he's back. Just the bits that I've seen of it. It's like James Corden. And look, I don't hate James Corden. I genuinely don't. But stop putting yourself into everybody's nostalgia. <laughs> Just fucking take a step back, man. You don't need to be in everything. This, it's like the singing songs about in cars or whatever. It's I, just not interesting. I don't. I know it's. I know it's, it's like yeah. people like it and it's objectively good and popular and. Are you done? Whatever. No. And it's all these things about like. Well, look, it's Lady Gaga doing a thing. Oh, look, what do these celebrities think of Friends? The friends are the celebrities. They're some of the most famous people in the world still. You don't need to trot out fucking Ed Sheeran to be like, and again, (laughs) I don't hate Ed Sheeran. He seems very nice. Same with Lady Gaga. You don't need any of that. That's why the Fresh Prince one was so good because it was just like the principal cast sitting at the couch just talking and like reminiscing. And it felt like really real and genuine. And again, I haven't watched this new one, (laughs) but from what I've seen, it just it's too like there's a quiz and like what? Okay, so so for those who haven't watched it, it's available. Where is it available? Uh, it's on HBO Max. On HBO yeah. Max. And it's the first time they've done something like this, right? They didn't do an episode for, I think, a lot of reasons, one of which being that Good. they're not all that like on the top of their game anymore. No. So I think it just wouldn't have worked. And also, as the series writers who were in this said, it was such a complete season at the end they really tried to because they were aware of just how much friends meant to people how joyful it was how funny it was they really wanted to end each character arc beautifully tied up with a beautiful bow as a gift to the audience yes and i appreciate that you know there's a lot of different edgy dark whatever's you know shows out there and great that's what they are but i think friends is like a giant warm blanket and a big cup of cocoa and it's been hugely important to people for a lot of different reasons one of which is to combat loneliness which i think is a huge thing for yes, the show and absolutely. and what i did like was 
was when they did cut away to just regular people who've watched the show in all different parts of the world yeah. who told a story about what friends meant to them. Mm. That was really great. I don't have a problem with any of that. That all yeah. sounds really and great. And especially when it was in different countries too, you know, yeah. people whose father was dying from, you know, cancer yeah. or who some an, a woman in Nigeria who was living alone after a marriage breakdown. You know, mm. those kinds of stories were just beautiful. And I think encapsulated exactly how special Friends was. But I agree with you. A lot of it was kind of James Corden talking and then they started it with the set so they have the set of Friends yeah. rebuilt, which I think is actually – that was cool because it was the first time the whole cast had been back on the set because yeah. the, the the ending of the show, literally on the day of filming when that show finished, they just started dismantling the set because they had a new show coming in. Oh, yeah. So it's the first that time that – show last? I doubt it. <laughs> but but they did dismantle the set, so it was the first time they'd seen it re-envisioned. Yeah, right which I think was wild for them. So that was cool. And they got each cast, each, you know, character to come in one at a time, which I think they also did for the Fresh Sounds like they've stolen a lot of stuff from the Fresh They have, yeah. And and look, they did it in the same order that the the cast was cast. Oh, really? Okay. Which I thought was clever too and really interesting. So Ross, they actually... really? Yeah, so what I found really interesting about the special was they interviewed the writers and creators Mm. of it. Again, all that's good as well. It's really good because you see the heart of the show actually comes from these, these three people. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And how they cast. So they started with Ross because they really love David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer? Is that how you say it? David Carella. <laughs> David Schwimmer. Did he come out and go, I hope this oh, is going swimmingly? What's his name? David Schwimmer. Thank you. It is David Schwimmer. Right. <laughs> I think no, now you're making fun of me. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, and they had the idea of Ross um, yeah. at, for him, basically. They wrote the show for him, right. which I hadn't realised. Have you done much before that? Yeah, a lot and um yeah, quite a few things but nothing major. Yeah. And then he went back to do theatre because he hadn't really he had this really great slapstick comedy that just people weren't hiring him for. Yeah, he's and funny. I think that the writing team who are Bright, Hoffman and so you know the end of Friends when it comes up with the writing yes, team? Yes, I do. Ah, uh, hang on. Writing team. I'm getting this is gonna annoy me. I didn't write notes on this because That's I okay. wasn't gonna talk about it, but music. it is really interesting. We're looking it up. Yeah, Crane, oh. Kaufman and Bright. There we go. And they had written a whole lot of other pilots, so this was just like the next pilot, but they'd based it, which I think always happens. This was based on their own lives because yeah. they were three pe- young people living in New York and they wanted it to encapsulate that time in your life when your friends are your family. Mm. And it makes me sad, actually. That was something else that made me sad to think about because there is a time in your life when your friends are your family. Totally. And then once people get married and start having kids, that kind mm. of is over. Yeah. And it's not that those people can't be in your life. Then you got a real family. Oh, Yuck. no, I know. <laughs> but it's not the no, same. No, you're right. It's very much you know? like it's, there's like, I mean, some people, you know, don't get married, don't have kids or whatever, but it's yeah. like there's a window, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, where, yeah, that's, that's you know, everybody's and you in see, it together. And you lose people along the way. And, yeah, yeah, you do. And people go off in different directions. But, they're, you know, like you'll see that core group of people mm. three, four times a week. Yeah. You'll be at every function on the Wednesday, you know, weekend together. And whether or not you guys might live together, you see each other so much. Yeah. And so that – and you do. You lose friends once people go in different directions and some people have kids and some people don't. Anyway, so that was um, how they kind of captured that, the, the the essence of friends, I guess, yeah. which, you know, write what you know, which I thought was really beautiful. I know who you are. So then after that, they they then had Phoebe Buffet. So they – Lisa Kudrow, obviously. Kudrow. Kudrow. 
It is Kudrow. Kudrow, it is Kudrow. Anyway, so she was the next one they cast. They immediately mm. thought of her when they saw Phoebe's character and she just brought it to life. They actually saw her in Mad About You as the waitress oh, in Mad yeah. About You, which I loved that and show, th- Which they work, they work in because Friends in Mad About You in the same universe. Yeah. So that's Ursula, her sister. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, she's a bit darker, obviously, yeah. than Phoebe. So they And you could tell when they saw each other, there was this beautiful kind of reunion of sorts which was so lovely so that was really cool and then after that I think came in who came next I think it was Matt LeBlanc Mm. and then Chandler and then the last last two to cast were um Monica and Rachel yeah Yeah, they were just really hard to cast because I think Rachel was the last one Mm. Jennifer Aniston because Monica initially they were thinking of Courtney Cox for Rachel but she said she was actually much more of a Monica-esque as a person yeah, right. and fitted much better in that character and so they needed to find someone for Rachel Green who you still really liked mm. as a character and you were really rooting for her even though she's this like spoiled brat of a human mm. and I mean Jennifer Aniston is just the most likable human you know yeah. on the planet or one of and she still is She's brilliant in this and she's clearly got so much heart. She just cries through half the special. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know, there were some good bits in it, but I agree. I would have much preferred them to not do all the gags and the cut. They did some cut redoing of, like, scenes yeah. when they cut to the old scenes and then got them sitting around a table and, you know, reading the yeah. reading parts of scenes. And How that does Gunther look? Oh, Weird. Yeah, he's got a cap on. He wasn't actually in there, but he was, you know, on the screen. He yeah, had a right. cap and beard and was clearly friends might have been the highlight of his whole sort yeah, of life. Was, yeah, that's like yeah. a big role though. though yeah, it was, yeah. and he was great. So anyway, there's lots of mm. touching moments, but I felt the weakest bits were, yeah, James Corden on the couch in front of an audience. I don't think they needed you guys really friends? I don't know. I yeah, there was it. just a lot of weird yeah. kind of questions that didn't quite work and then like a weird fashion parade mm. and – no, anyway, no, good. no. What, what do you think? Of, what do you think of this tweet? Uh, it's a bit mean. Just heads up from Nicole Bonds on Twitter. Not to us. I just saw it on my timeline. I love that the Friends reunion is a science experiment in how six very rich people approach plastic surgery. Because <laughs> there are some looks going on there, um, and I, that's yeah. not to shame. Uh, you know, no. but like, yeah, there's been some some work done, and, and obviously some. You know, they're, they're also in their mid fifties. Yeah, you know, I know what I mean, and that's it. And that's the thing, right? And also, uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Le, not Matt LeBlanc, um, um, Matt, Matthew Perry Matthew had Perry, yeah. like emergency dental surgery Which that you morning. Totally could tell because I yeah, was that, worried and then, for him. And then going <gasps> and doing that, like, ugh, right, he had like his teeth were quite odd, and yeah. weird, and like, yeah, I was so it worried been for him. Like, he looked terrible, pain and numbed up, or who knows? Yeah, but yeah, it was definitely also a sign of you know how much the expectations of how women should look mm. seem to just matter so much more because really all three women still look pretty incredible mm. comparatively, whereas the blokes seem to go a bit squidgy at the edges. Yeah. And it, I would say know. Joey uh, is the one who looks most like a normal man. Yeah, he does. Everyone <laughs> said that. What did you send to me? He looks oh, yeah, like so someone's dad. Who, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Hang on. I'll, yeah, I'll and up. I agree. He actually just looked like – because that's what I also thought was interesting – there was joy in some of them and there wasn't joy in some of them. Yeah. And it, you felt like life had been easier for some than others. Mm. And I thought I felt Lisa Kudrow of all of them looked like someone who was who had grown into herself. Yeah. She, and she to me, I'm sure maybe she's had some things done, but 
she looked like someone who had just grown into herself as a really cool 50-year-old woman mm, yeah. who looked after herself and enjoyed her life and embodied herself. Yeah. And I and that to me is sexier and more interesting mm. and well-rounded. Mm. No, but you know then yeah, yeah, then yeah. all this kind of like trying to stay youthful in this yeah. weird sort of frozen way. Mm. I just thought she just seemed so full of life and joy and was happy in her own skin. And I felt like that just shone through. Yeah. And, and that, she's doing really interesting roles as well. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. interesting roles. I mean, you know, obviously Jennifer Aniston looks incredible, but yeah. But she's clearly had a huge amount of yeah, work. Yeah, but it's done. pretty good work to be it's fair. It's pretty good yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. And Courtney Cox, mm. I feel like seemed sad, and I don't yeah. know why I think that, but Anyway. Who knows? We're probably projecting. We are well. projecting. Uh, yeah. This was from Jem La says, uh, Matt LeBlanc is on Twitter. looks like a dad on Christmas that he's happy to see you open your gifts, even though he doesn't know what any of them are because your <laughs> mum got them all, which is very much my dad vibe as well. <laughs> Not my dad vibe, my dad. Your dad's my vibe. Dad's yeah, vibe. no, you buy presents and I'm do things. You're there, great. Yeah. I And I mean, as is your dad. Yeah. We I, should wrap this up though. We we're really should. We've, we've like dragged yeah. this on. I had all these other notes of stuff to talk about, but I guess we wait till next week. We'll do it next week. One other thing I wanted to say about the Friends reunion, it must be so brutal seeing just incredibly, because they were all incredibly attractive, gorgeous, funny, charismatic, sure. you know, people. Like seeing, this? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. He's showing me a video of himself. Well, no, my son said you could do a superhero pose and I'll film it. So I did. Excellent. That's cool. never going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, go on. It must be such a mind trip to just be everywhere you go, you would still see that those that you at the peak of your career and the peak of your kind of physical capability. Yeah. Everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of your life. It must that must play on you, right? Yeah. Seeing that version of yourself. Yeah, and everywhere. that level of fame. Oh, yeah, brutal. You know, that quote about Matt LeBlanc saying at one point he turned on the news and all of the roofs of all of their houses were like in a split screen. Oh, yeah. On telly and then he looked and was like, oh, I really need to clean the leaves off my roof. Yeah. So he went and did it. But, you know, that kind of level of fame, you know, crazy. crazy. So yeah. obviously it's going to take its toll in different ways. Mm. All right. Anyway, uh, I've got a review while you bring up the letter for this week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love doing reviews of this show. I love getting them. You, you, read, you write them, uh, right. you just do it Here in an app. You bloody, uh, you bloody get to it, mate. Just telling people, you open up the app. I'm just patting for time while I found it. Uh, and then you just <laughs> oh. go, oh, here it is. And then you play the, and then you write the review in. Uh, this is from uh, VSVSVAHWJWNAHA. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Excellent spin-off. Five stars. Give Claire a pottery, uh, not pottery, a poetry show. What do you think of that, Claire? Oh. Thought you would enjoy that. I love that. Yes, mm. I would love a poetry show or a poetry show as you they would, say. You would, it is poetry. All right, what's this letter we got this week? All right, so this is from Kieran M. Hi, both. Hope that the pair of you are doing well. I hear you're back in lockdown. Yeah. Which as a Brit, just out of our third, I know to be totally shit. You are spot on, mate. Keep True. your heads up high as they will go. For James, we know this to be 40% high. For Claire, I'd estimate it to be around 210%. You are absolutely right. You've totally nailed our general vibes. Today, except for my back pain, which is slowly disappearing. Anyway, uh, cheers, folks, from sunny Cumbria in England. He has a little voice recording for us, which you can also do by sending to suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Oh. And you can record it just on your bloody phone, mate, if you like. That's in right. In your voice memo app, 
Send it on our winging what away. Do you, what do you got for us? Here we go. So you want a suggestible, do you, James yes. and Claire? Yes. Well, how about this? I've got a suggestible for you. I suggest that the pair of you have a lovely day for yourselves and for your family because the two of you are a complete delight and I like your antics. <laughs> um, yeah, but like an actual suggestible, um, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, it's like on it. Netflix, uh, so it's free. Even though it's not really free, it's the animated one. Um, James will probably like it because it's like got robots and that. And uh, Claire, there's like there's like family and shit. So yeah, it's it's nice and uh, it's probably heartfelt. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's good. Uh, watch it. Um, thank you very much for the podcast. I suppose you're welcome. Uh, cheers. Bye. Bye. I was worried about that one because sometimes Mason and I screen out. They don't. We don't screen them. We just play them. See what comes up. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna is this gonna take a turn? But you do check these before you. I correct. I absolutely do. Thank you for reminding me. Sorry, who was that from? Kieran M. So aggressive. What a bloody legend! I Um, know. I love that hilarity. We did watch it. Uh, I watched it with my son, and then Claire watched it with my son, and in the end. Or my son. Separately. Uh, yeah, we might talk about it another week, but I, I, have, I think, yeah, but I, I have opinions on that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It, yeah, I have so many opinions too, and uh, it's just it's, And it's yeah, not just it's the robots I love about it. No, it's mainly the theme song that you guys keep dancing around the house to that in this lockdown situation my is ho, driving me insane. My ho, my ho, ho. I've sung twice on this show today. Wow. Good luck. A lords. new low record. Oh, God. Well, we've really shit a bloody low. All right. got to get wrapped up because i got to record some fast I'm and gonna go stuff. I'm going to go cry into my shoes. Instead of going on a tropical holiday, I'm bloody stuck with this bloke for another bloody however many weeks Listen in this to me, Claire. godforsaken house. I've been to Darwin where your so-called tropical holiday is, and it's far from tropical. It's very tropical. <sighs> what do you mean? What do you, what, what do you want? Beaches? Beautiful weather? 30 degrees, sunshine. Queensland is tropical. Waterfalls. I was going to swim in a waterfall, James, actually in a waterfall. Mm. I was going to swim in a waterfall. I bought new sunglasses and new bathers for the occasion. Did you really? I certainly did. You know what you could do now? Stay here. Stay here in (laughs) bloody two degrees. It was two degrees when I woke up this morning in this doom and gloom, godforsaken place. And all you keep doing is farting. Today you were in the studio and I was sitting on the couch with my sore back and you came in and sat at a little chat and I was like, this is lovely. And then you're like, uh-oh. And then you ran outside to do a fart and then the fart just drifted back into my face. It's not my fault. <laughs> it couldn't have been me. It might have been that a baby. is in essence what I'm going to be putting up with for bloody at least this week. I reckon it's going to be longer. And if you're in lockdown, I'm sending all my positive love vibes to you. because. Everyone's getting vaccinated, though. Not everyone. There's a lot of places. Yeah, I know. Uh, If you can. Anyway, we're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. Okay. You've been suggestible. You've been suggestible. You've been suggestible by us. Uh, Bye. We got you. We bloody got you. Yeah, we bloody got you. My. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.